Hello there, listener of Vitamin Dice. It's me, Volandal Man. And this is not what we had intended on releasing this Friday. We were going to do Season 2 of A Fistful of Greed. But we recorded a couple of episodes, and they weren't bad necessarily, but my players just weren't really feeling that campaign. So we're actually going to switch directions, and... We've begun recording a Blood of Heroes mini-series that's going to get released. But here I am in the meantime to keep you company. And yes, this is episode one of season one of Fistral of Greed. And you might be thinking, Philandal, I've already heard this episode. And you you may have, but I've just gone ahead and re-edited it down. It's like 25 minutes shorter than the original upload with some extra sound effects and the audio sounds a little better. So, uh, sorry that there's technically nothing new, but why don't you go ahead and give this episode a listen again? You can hear how young we were back in 2021. And, uh, we'll catch you guys soon with new content. Blood of Heroes. It's going to be great. Thanks for sticking with us. Enjoy the episode. I am, as always, joined by Caden Wise, Josh. Hey, I'm here also. It's Connor. <laughs> All right. So, like I said before the episode started, I'm going to be playing a character called Gwyn O'Donnell. He's sort of a private investigator, like a like a it's private eye. Serious. <laughs> no, I've never met this man no. before in my life. <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> so, Remiel. So I am Where'd six foot four, that, were you? 480 pounds of composite armor, steel, aluminum, and other metal and electronics with a small little my uh, battery source, if you will. I'm a robot. Is a little thorium reactor inside of me. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty much like an enforcer bot. Uh, my model is called the Remiel 6, and I'm the seventh iteration of it. I'm pretty much used as a enforcer bot, almost a Gestapo bot, if you will, by the G.O.D., RoboCop looking ass. No worse. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we have the technology. Um, but I'm pretty much uh, going to be the tank of the group. and But I've broken free of my normal programming, so I'm not obedient anymore. I do my own shit, and I hate the G.O.D. Yes. Yes. You are on the planet Iris in the now city of Nyland. It's not a colony anymore. You're right in the middle of a job right now. All right. Your contact had tasked you with hunting down a, a seraphim spy that was in Nylenda. Yes. You're probably getting paid about a thousand greed for this. All right. A thousand greed. And basically, you've tracked this assassin to a hotel and you're standing in the hotel lobby at the moment. Your target's name is Silicon White. All right. I walk up to the front desk. There is an employee there. Have you seen Silicon White? Yes. I'm an informant from Seraphim. I must deliver some information to them. Please show me your ID. I fumble around. Fuck, I didn't think I'd get this far. <laughs> the ID that everybody would use would be a thing called a cyber card. And it's kind of like a combination between an ID card and like a phone. Is it a digital passport combined with a cell phone? Yeah. Okay. Pretty straightforward. Do I have said ID? I would assume I would. So here's the thing. You have a cyber card that identifies you, but Remiel has figured out, having lived here for a while, that if you show that Android your ID, it will definitely see that there are warrants for your arrest from the G.O.D. <laughs> so I'm just going to be like, nah, I lost it. Some thief stole it. Um, <laughs> You're not going to stick Roll with a deception the check. other thing? <laughs> <laughs> I have to get something below a 19. Nope. So you got a 57. <laughs> yep. Which I believe is a critical failure. <laughs> <laughs> 
Starting off the night right. I like it. Oh, wonderful. Yep. Starting off our campaign, the very first roll, critical failure. <laughs> critical failure. Honestly. That's, that's what we love to see. I'm here for it. So take an experience point. <laughs> Yay. So this android, which is, it's a cheap, like, it's a net zero tell android, but it, uh, it looks you up and down and it says, interesting, Remiel 6, Mark 7 bot, no ID. Let me check something. It begins typing into a computer. <laughs> I will uh, attack. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Ramiel's going to die before we ever meet him. <laughs> I'm going to whip out my knife and, and attempt to intimidate him and say, you don't want to do that. Hmm. I'm assuming you have a much better chance of intimidating this yes, bot than you I had. Yes, 46. <laughs> nice. 46. There we go. That is much better. Oh, fuck nope. you. So that was an 85. <laughs> yes. So that's another critical failure. Take but, another experience point. Jesus well, fucking Christ. I'm just sort of going to ride with the last one. So I'm I'm not going to give you another experience point. Oh, fuck. It's probably like once per encounter, right? Well, if I do something new to complicate things, I'll give you another experience point. But he just like ignores you and continues typing on his computer for a second. He says, you are under arrest. I am calling the police. Well, how does he call the police? Is it like an actual phone or can he do it with his head? Probably can do it with his he head. He can probably do it with his head, yeah. All right. Uh, I whip out my railgun and attempt to shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. This is something that you're even better at. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> so I'm going to aim for his fucking face with the railgun. Because of the circumstances, instead of normal difficulty, this is going to be trivial. So treat your skill as 30 higher than it normally would be. So what oh, do you need yeah, in that, in that case? I 96. Yeah, I did an 80. So 80, which is not a very good roll, is a success on this one. <laughs> so that is a glance. I stole How much damage do you deal on points. a glance? Wait, what? You got a glancing hit. Hey, his, head, his, his head, unfortunately, was not destroyed. Uh, Remiel, fuck you, dice, man. <laughs> you, you try to just like really quickly just like whip out the Exodus and you fire before it's all the way out. So like you definitely like blast him in the head and you see some like dents, but you didn't. It wasn't a direct hit. Uh, the bot stands up and just says, the police are on their way. Please stay still and do not resist. <laughs> I am going to whip out a grenade, pull the pin, drop it into the front desk and bolt up the stairs. Okay. <laughs> how, how fast can you move? I have six movement speed. Yeah, he, he can get out of there probably. I do. I want you to roll an explosives check. All right. To see how this goes down. is what I need. Hey. And you got a 27, that so that's a critical, critical. success. Oh, nice. So we'll just say this Nat Zeratel android just explodes. It's just uh, gone. But I don't think you really stick around to see how, how it goes. You just sort of assume that he'll be taken care of, and luckily you're right. <laughs> I am running up the stairs and using my rocket thrusters to help me. You're like jumping up the stairs, but it's like rocket thrusts. Yeah, exactly. You jump up the stairs eight, eight at a time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you know that the room where this assassin is staying is on the third floor. It's room 304. So now that I'm on the third floor i am calmly yes. walking Still uh, you do see some you do see some people like poking their heads out like maybe one person on the floor like pokes their head out and they're like i feel like i heard an explosion or something a muffled boom if you will and they, they look at you who probably not like, that muffled. they don't recognize and they're like hey what, what's going on i calmly look forward and go none of your concerns citizen okay i'm not gonna make you roll for that that's not a lie technically <laughs> he goes okay and he closes the door. <laughs> I find room 304, and I will attempt to absolutely bust through. That's going to be melee, I think. Right. So you got a 51 on that, which is not bad. 64. <laughs> I've had one die below 50. <laughs> so you go to kick in the door and discover through that that there is a bunch of heavy furniture on the other side of the door propped up against it. All right. Getting rid of all those bad rolls. Now. Starting now, you but will I mean, have a better chance. That's assuming that Joss has a limited number of bad rolls and he can't just I, infinitely produce them. We will it. We will it. I think Starting by now. choosing to believe that, I'm, I feel like I'm helping. Yeah. My friends have my back. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. We, we believe in Josh. All right. I, Hashtag believe in Josh. How yes. thin, are, thin or thick are the walls in this hotel? Um, oh, boy. I don't know that you necessarily know that. Unless you can they like seem scan, to be solidly built. Scan the scan it somehow. I am going to lightly knock across the wall, avoiding studs, and then using my rocket thrusters, attempt to just fly through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> that's hmm. that's one way. Interesting. 
I'm going to say that is an athletics check with favor. Because I'm literally just using my dead weight as the wrecking ball. Yeah. That is definitely Maybe, oh, worthy do, of favor. You can do a heave because you're better at heave. Yeah. I think heave fits pretty well. Yeah, so with make favor. a heave check. But with favor, yeah. So roll with twice favor. and take the better one. Does four is good. That one's very good. Uh, no, nope. I will take the first one. <laughs> 24. Okay. So the 24 is under 46. Oh, God. Yes. Not quite below half. So that is uh, in this, <laughs> that is what in this system is called a minor success. So you walk over the other wall, you thrust into it, you crack the wall. And at this point, you're able to, to get through it fairly easily. You, you step back and look at the, the cracked hole and you're like, yeah, I could probably get through that. Uh, I claw my way into the room. You claw your way into a room that is abnormally neat. Minus and the, the stacked furniture. <laughs> minus the stacked furniture. Yeah, but everything else is like spotless. Uh, the one thing that catches your eye is the window is that it's open onto the uh, the rooftops below. I see. <clears throat> Let's move on to one of the other characters. What does Quinn's private eye like where does he run that business out of are there like different districts or like wards that like designate where the rich and the poor live absolutely yeah this is a very classist society that makes complete sense there's a small like very extravagant exuberant disgustingly wealthy district and then there's like several very poor districts and a couple like low middle class districts probably in one of the low middle class districts more than likely in an area flush with crime yeah. If it's an apartment, it would have to be one shared with me and my partner. <laughs> I think that would be hilarious. I love that. <laughs> everything yeah. in this everything in this world is just so expensive. I would imagine that, that my partner and I would share some kind of it, it'd probably be either like a super shitty two bedroom apartment. I think it's probably a two bedroom apartment that you both live in and also you run a private eye agency out of. Yeah. Yeah. So I it's like very that. cramped. Yeah. It's about midday or not quite. It's late morning and thankfully nobody has come in yet because you feel like you're swamped with cases even though it's it's just a couple, but they've been especially taxing. Quinn O'Connell is a man in his mid-twenties. He's got a bit of scruff on his face, brown hair that's swept back. It's a little wavy. Green eyes, a very slim build. I wouldn't say he's rail thin, but he's certainly not one that would get into bar fights or fisticuffs. He commonly sports a long, dark brown trench coat and has underneath it this well-worn two-piece suit, collared shirt, no tie. You are hard at work when your partner Lotorix Fizo uh, approaches you, and he, he looks sort of Nervous. He has like, like yeah. dope as fuck. black slacks and a vest over a, a plain shirt and then like a big purple coat. <laughs> but Lo-Fi is uh, Keplixon. So he, he has he doesn't have hair and he has green skin and like purple eyes. And there's something plant-like about his skin. His skin has chloroplast, which is why it's green. Interesting. He's also kind of, he's kind of tall and thin. He wants to say something. But he hasn't yet, and you're not sure if you will unless you prompt him to. All right, Lo-Fi. The fuck is going on? I can feel the energy radiating from across the room. You've got this whole tension thing going on here, and it's really fucking up my vibe. Oh, Quinn, I just... I had a meeting with uh, them today, and they, they said they would like to meet you. Them? I, I've never told you their name, I know. I, I still can't. But uh, the group that I'm a part of... That does, like, weird stuff. So, uh, this this whole club of weirdos wants to talk to me about something. Yeah. All right. Hell, I'll try anything once. There is one thing, though. What kind of drugs are you into? Sorry? I assume there's a lot of, you know, illicit substances going on. Some kind of, like, heightened intellect or sight beyond sight That's sort so of That's so much, like, on. not beginner-level stuff. You'll get there, maybe. You just gotta be patient. Oh, right? I see. All right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding around with you, Lofi. I'd love to meet your friends. Great. So there's uh, there's one thing. Um, there's only one place in the city where we can meet, and you can only get there if it wants you to be there. I don't know how to say that without it sounding stupid. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> 
Listen, you're always down on yourself, man. You've got to give, give yourself a bit more confidence, all right? I mean, how old are you now? In your hundreds? Yeah, I'm 137 last August. Eh, see? You've got some years on you, some intelligence. You're worldwise at the very least. I suppose. This whole no-confidence thing. You've you got to get better at speaking to people, you know? Say your ideas loud and proud. Otherwise, nobody will take us seriously. Well, uh, yeah, all right. So what you're saying is that this location we're supposed to be met at is only accessed if the location wants us to be there? I imagine it's some weird sort of ancient magic thing, that those kinds of rules. Uh, yeah, you could say that. It's a pretty good guess, honestly. What can I say? I was a pretty good private eye back on my home planet. Aye, I've heard the stories, the legends, if you will. Hey. Some of those were real. <laughs> sure, some of them were real. Just maybe without a bit of embellishment. So. Absolutely. Uh, do you, are you in the middle of something or should we get going? Eh, fuck it. I need a break anyway. Let's get moving. Grab my coat. Reach for a fedora. Go. Nah, too tacky. <laughs> well, Lo-Fi lo puts on his fedora. <laughs> sort of a spiritual fedora. Not a physical one. Right. <laughs> he, has a he has a mental fedora. Violet. Oh, it's me now. Okay. Yeah. She's a synthetic person, so she mostly looks like a human, but she's kind of like cyborg-ish. Yeah, uh, but the Cy face is cyborg normal. Adjacent. The face is normal, but she's got a cyborg body. Yeah. And currently, I'm just wearing my driver's outfit, which is the purple tank top, and I'm wearing a brown crop jacket with fingerless gloves, brown cargo pants, and combat boots, and I've got a pair of goggles up uh currently on my forehead nice uh, she has purple hair with bangs and two bits on the side and then the rest is in a ponytail yeah you're on a scavenging mission you got sent out with like a board which is a class of vehicle fuck yes okay yeah it's one that you don't own but you use to do your work all right it is a nadzirotel flyboy uh <laughs> and it's okay. really shitty. Like, it barely okay. works. It's only slightly faster than jogging. When you go far distances, it, it's helpful. Okay. And you've arrived at the wreckage of a ship that just went down recently. You're out in the desert. Well, am I looking for anything specific? If you assess the ship and you can get it running again, that's ideal. But you're looking at this thing and you already know that's not an option. So I'm basically looking at the... I, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, you're right in front of the wreckage. Okay. You can tell this thing is not going to work. The frame is, is done. But you want to see if you can get any valuable parts out of it. What type of ship is it? It looks like maybe a cruiser. I'm going to try to figure out which, uh, who manufactured it. Um. Okay. So I'm going to make a sort of circle around the ship and just look at it from all angles. It takes you a little while because it's pretty beaten up. Uh, but eventually you do see some like decals and decorative features of it that make you suspect this is a seraphim vehicle okay and based on the based on the size and the fact that it seems like a cruiser your bet would be that this is a seraphim libra what do you do interesting i'm gonna enter the ship it's sort of on its side and like smashed up so you'll you sort of have to like crawl into it oh you know what i'm going to use my activate my heat sense and scan the ship there is a heat signature inside of like a living thing can I tell if it's a, a, a person inside? It's humanoid-sized. Do they appear to be injured? I don't know if your heat sense is that specific. Based Blind. on the condition of this ship, you would be incredibly surprised if this person was not seriously injured. Okay, I'm going to crawl inside. Tell me how you move through the ship. Slowly, uh, very slowly, and I'm going to try to sort of tread lightly. Okay, make a finesse check. Okay, I've got a 50 for finesse. 50-50. Nope, 59. So you're moving through and like you brush up against something and something falls out of place and makes Can it Can I like try to catch clunk. it? Uh, no. Okay. It's, it's behind you. You didn't notice it. Ah. Uh. But uh, you're near where the bridge on this ship is. Somebody just up ahead. You probably picked up the labored breathing quietly a little bit ago. Yeah. But you, you hear them say, uh, <clears throat> Silicon? Uh. I, I'm sorry. I, I don't know who that is. Oh, fuck. <sighs> Who are you then? I was nearby and I saw the the uh, the ship come down. Are you okay? Um, I don't I don't know if I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna slowly enter the room. Yeah, it's a uh, humanoid-looking pilot. They're holding a gun. It, like aimed at me? Not aimed at you. Okay. This person is just so badly injured. They're not really worried about you coming and killing them. Okay. Jeez. I'm. Can I tell? 
I'm just if looking at his his injury, like what what does it look like? Uh, no legs anymore. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> What's his injury, doctor? He has no I, legs. Oh, I, that brother gone. I I see the Nurse. problem. Whiskey. So it looks like something maybe from one of the parts of the ship in the back, like the engine started failing and started throwing things around, like engine rods. And wow. One of the ch- one of the chairs got uprooted and just like thrown into his legs, which are crushed against the wall, and he sort of like moved his upper body out from behind that and is just sort of resting with his blood pooling below that's him. rough buddy um who, who is silicon i don't think that's any of your concern well you're going to die anyway what is the problem silicon might not listen i'm not gonna talk about it all right <laughs> fine do you want me to kill you yeah okay well if you're really not going to tell me who silicon is then i guess it's okay i'm really not gonna all right, I, I take out my pistol. I just put my gun to his head and I fire twice. Yeah, he's dead. I'm going to search him, his torso, and see. Does he have pockets still? Yeah, he has pockets. Okay, I'm going to check the pockets. Uh, you find a cyber card. I'm assuming they probably have, like, passwords. You can you, you can often un- unlock it with a fingerprint oh, on an eye scan. I, okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use his fingerprint to unlock it then. All right, you unlock it and... Uh... What do you do? You want to like transfer his his greed to you? Fuck yeah! How much? How much does he have? Four thousand. Okay, I'll, I'll yeah, I'll take it, dude. All right. I'm just gonna put that into my inventory. It also is an ID. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it, but I'm going to go into his contacts. Okay. And I'm gonna search for silicon. Yeah, there's a contact that is silicon. Can I put the contact for silicon into my cyber card? No. Okay. If you had silicon cyber card, then you could do it. Do I know if it's possible for a hacker to be to do something like that? Uh, yeah. Okay. You're not trained with computers, are you? No, I. But if, I'm gonna keep it. If you were a it. hacker, you might be able to do it. No, I, I couldn't. I, I can't so. do it. But I do know I have somebody in mind who might know what to do with it. So I'm just gonna keep it in in the back of my to do list. Okay. I'm just gonna run through the general routine and strip just the most valuable parts. Yeah, roll an operate check to see how well that goes. Okay, so I need a fifty-eight, <laughs> and I a got a sixteen. Success. Yeah, dude, I'm a I'm a pro. So that that means you find several uh, high value components that are in working order, or in other words, Great Hall. I didn't ask that guy what his name was, right? No. Okay, I'm just gonna put strain. Strangers cyber card. Remiel. You get the the hint of motion leaving the range that you can sense it. What do you do? How far is the rooftop below me? From this window, it goes down probably five or eight feet. Not too far. All right. I'm going to jump down and then I am going to begin the chase. I'm going to say that's athletics. To get a 31, boys. Let's see if I fuck the pig on this one. Oh, I did it. I succeed. All right, you start taking off and uh, your target, they're not losing you. You're keeping pace with them. But you'll have to do something else if you want to catch them. I activate my rocket thrusters to sort of just start doing massive bunny hops. Okay, that is, I love the image of that. That is very cool. I don't think that will, <laughs> I don't think that will get you there though. No. <laughs> In order to catch Long this Longbow grenades time. I'm going to toss grenades. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. Are, you trying to, are you trying to just hit them with the grenade? I'm trying to disable them, if that makes sense. See if I can cripple their legs. Yeah, because you can control exactly how a grenade's going to work. Well, look. You can try. <laughs> he's the star of this scene right now. So whatever. That's, yeah, he's, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. I think explosives is literally his best skill. So, you know. I had a 2% chance of that happening this session. Uh, (laughs) You throw a grenade, but I don't know, they must have seen you or something because they change direction and it just like blows up and does some minor damage to a building. I do another one. To the roof. Oh, geez. Oh my God. How many do you have? Yeah, so a resource check. Actually, roll one for the one you used in the lobby too. Okay, you're good. And then roll one more. Hey, look at that. All All right. right. And you're going for number three? Yep. Two fives. Yeah. <laughs> On a minor success, uh, I'll give you the choice. Either the explosion hinders them a little bit and you get closer to catching them, but not quite. Or the explosion uh, actually in- injures them a lot and they might die, but you'll definitely catch them. You get paid more if you bring them in, in alive, by the way. All right. Given that Ramiel really doesn't care about Seraphim or GOD citizens that much, 
and puts that above money. I'm going to say go for the seriously injured. Nice. Very okay. Nice. I'm I'm gonna roll something just so to he's see. Gonna, he's, as he's tossing the grenade, he goes bombs away. Just chucks it across like the <laughs> rooftop. Are, the police are just like, I wonder where he went. Yeah, explosions there across the rooftop. I wonder where he went. I think he's that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the explosion knocks them down. You can see they have some blood, uh, but you catch up to them. What are their injuries? I want to say it's a leg injury. I want to say the second grenade like hit the roof. Some exploding roof bits went into their leg. So useless. Yeah. I am going to do some medicine, a medicine check to stabilize them at least a little bit. Okay. Is that going to be like trying to get the lag? How good is your medicine? Uh, 31. So not, not terrible. Or not as, it's pretty bad, but it's not as horrible as stats can go in terms of me. Yeah. Holy shit. <gasps> Holy shit. A one. Holy shit. A critical success. So you turn to get the leg yes. and like maybe splint it so they Holy can shit. sort of walk. And you're pretty sure that they will even not lose the leg. Silicon says, what are you doing? What do you want? I've come for you and you are coming with me. Yes, but why? I am not at liberty to say, nor do I care. God, fucking robots. And I hoist, her, hoist them up by their arms, dislocating their shoulders and throw them up over my back. Ah, fuck this. And you hear a crunch. <laughs> And I head off towards where my contact sent the rendezvous. So, yeah, you get to the point where you were supposed to meet your contact uh, with the body. She just opens the door and she says, get inside quick. I get the car with the corpse now next to me. All right. Your contact, the one you are riding with, her name is Jandra Roth. She yes. is a severe looking woman. I think she has dark skin, dark hair, gray eyes. She tends to wear suits, but she has Kevlar vests usually under them. Yeah. She wears her hair, like, up usually so it doesn't get in the way. And I think she has glasses. She begins to drive towards the outskirts of the city. She goes to find the pulse on Silicon, and she says, Ah, just missed her. That's a shame. She was alive when I got to her. Hmm. Probably means she had something to hide. That's all right. Good work. I said dead, I'd give you, uh, 600? Yeah. She, while, while she's driving, she pulls out her cyber card and transfers it to you. Uh, I was meeting with somebody earlier. Can't give you any details yet, but I think something big has come down the pipeline. Keep your ears peeled. Big in what way? Big is in like, this girl, this is small time shit. This thing I'm talking about, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be big. If I had eyebrows, I would raise them. I know. <laughs> Go back to Quinn. Hell yeah. All right. So, Lo-Fi, where are you leading me? Um... Well, it's not exactly in a fixed location. Right, the whole you got to be wanted for, to find it thing. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, still as weird as it was as when it was first said. Can you tell me anything about the people I'm going to be meeting? Anything at all? Just a little bit, a little uh, bit for your friend, a little bit for your for your best friend. I don't think so. Oh come on, just a tidbit, just a maybe. Uh, uh what 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 things should I not say? What things should I say? Um, don't say anything incriminating or All right. anything that would make you look bad, but don't brag. Be very humble. Don't sell yourself short. Quinn just sort of looks at him. <laughs> right. All right. So I'll just, I'll just be myself. <laughs> <laughs> you seem nervous, Lo-Fi. Is there any particular reason? Uh, the, it's just they're, they're really secretive and they were kind of hesitant to have this meeting yeah, i'm just worried because i think if things don't go well they'll be mad at me and i don't know what that means i don't know what they'll do all right all right all right don't need to cry there friend look okay. if, I, if things go south i've got a friend with any luck if things really go south we can get out of the city hell even off the planet just set up shop somewhere else there's plenty of planets just r ripe for the work all right and besides i think they would rather i don't think they're they would be afraid to break laws to keep their secrets safe well wonderful they're of a like-minded individual yeah no it's not really that great <laughs> yeah not, not that we're you know looking around not that that we're not law-abiding citizens you know me, I'm a charming fella. I can probably talk our way out. I hope so. But it's not, it's not going to come to that. Whatever they want from me, I'm sure I'll do fine. Probably. That's very Can't, reassuring. Yeah. Listen, I just want you to know that if we don't make it out of this, you still owe me 50 units. Just saying. The fuck? Man. <sighs> gotta be fucking kidding me. Alright, so where are we going? What are we doing? Roll a d100 and try to get under five times your charisma score. 
24. Now, uh, what's your charisma? Eight. So five times eight would be 40. And he got a 24. Success. Nice. Cha-ching. Uh, so Lo-Fi says, lead the way. Sorry? You have to lead the way. I can't, I can't bring you there. I have to follow you. Oh, no, great. Um, <laughs> exactly what I was thinking was going to happen. Did not throw me for a loop at all. I just start looking around, look underneath a trash can, check around an alleyway. Yeah, I'm not getting jock diddly shit, so uh, just what start am I supposed walking. to be feeling? Just start walking. You'll get there. <sighs> I'm trusting you on this. White people, am I right? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I don't know. I don't get it either, but Josh said <laughs> Oh, <it>. my God. <laughs> Quinn just starts walking. Where does he go? Yep. I'm, I'm hungry. I'll just go and go to my favorite place to eat. What is Quinn's favorite food style, by the way? What, what is the food that is here? Is it just like standard food or is it sort of like alien? It, Chicago food? style deep dish pizza. Shut uh, up. <laughs> so in most, other words, yeah, alien is correct. <laughs> mostly it's like fast food. I want to get me some ramen. There's a there's a fast food ramen place. That actually that sounds like that would go really well in some parts of America. I kind of want to start one up Oh, no, now. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's great. I mean, the workers are like enormously exploited, but like the ramen is is good and it's pretty cheap mm-hmm. I was headed towards my favorite Roman stuff when you're about to turn right you just get this feeling in your gut that you should go left instead you just you just want to go left instead of right you're like I was planning on going right and I am hungry and would like to go get food but what if I went left instead I think I'll go with something I'll go on that way so you begin to take a sort of strange twisting route through the city until you end up in an alleyway that you feel been in before, but there was never this weird alcove in the wall before. That's new. Is that supposed to be there? Uh, yeah, I think so. You're instilling me with confidence, Lo-Fi. Uh, he walks up to it, and he, he goes over to one of the walls and, like, brushes some dust off to reveal, like, a rune carved into the wall. And he says, oh, yeah, this is it. Excellent. Now what? After you. <laughs> in the wall, there's this alcove that turns into this tunnel that just, like, goes, oh, like, down into the earth. Not foreboding in the slightest. And there's like a cold there's like a cold breeze coming out that smells like minerals. I swear to God, if you're leading me to my death, I will come back to haunt you. Would I go to the trouble of making a tunnel in this wall if I was gonna Listen Could have just killed you at people your People have done a lot less for dramatic flair. I'm just not that dramatic though. No, you got a fair point. All right, let's go. You begin walking down into the runed tunnel. Violet, you're on your way back. You have like a big sack filled with the parts that you found. Oh yeah, I've got a huge duffel bag. You're on your shitty flyboy. Yeah, and I'm you're just making your way ahead. Yeah. back to Skeeter's scrapyard. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, what do you do? I've got my Walkman on. Just yeah. li- no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna stop my style. Ain't nobody gonna slow me down. Whoa. Down. Whoa. I'm, yeah. I'm just going Please. to uh, fly up to the the entrance. It's late morning, uh, so the entrance is just open. Okay. And it's a scrapyard filled with like ships that have been refurbished and have like for sale things on them. And there are a couple of like security androids that are walking around. But they've been like pieced together. You you can't look at one of them and go like, oh, that's a Ned Zero Tail bot because yeah. it has a Ned Zero Tail torso, but it has a head from a Seraphim bot that still has a bullet hole in it, and it has arms from a Odin bot, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I'm just going to cruise on in, and I'm gonna hop off my board. Salute to the worker bots. Roger, 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 nah, Roger. I, as you were, soldiers. Ah, uh, that that bot's name is Roger. Oh, hello, Roger. Roger, Roger. It's a Roger. It's a skeeter around. He he throws up an arm pointing to the, the big warehouse at the back. He says, Roger, Roger. Um, okay, thank you. Thank you, Roger. I'm going to hoist my uh, bit heavy duffel bag up towards uh, towards the, the workshop. You can hear some clanging and hear some sparks and some occasional curses. <laughs> uh, skeeter. Skeeter Chiggs is a chimpanzee, but he's a pharanoid. Yeah, what, what, uh, what's going on, Violet? Um, I, I scavenged that ship that came down this morning. Yeah, what you, what'd you find out there? Well, you you know what? The strangest thing happened, actually. Oh, really? Well, first of all, I got the pretty good haul. I think uh, we could sell these things for uh, a lot of money. But the thing that happened was... Nice. So I went onto the ship, and yeah. there was a guy there. 
and he had got he had no legs. Like his legs had been uh, cut off. I hate when that happens. And he was like, "Hello, are you are you silicon?" And I said, "No, who is that?" And he said, "I'll never tell." Yeah, yeah. Sil- silicon is used in making uh, computers. No, but it was like a person's name, though. I see. Interesting. Let me see. Let me look at those parts you got there. Oh yeah. So anyway, uh, I'm gonna sort of just plop the duffel bag down and and unzip it. Sort of show off the parts I found. As he goes to look at the components that you brought back. Pretty good, right? You, you know, like jewelers have those glasses where like the things can come down. Yes. Mm-hmm. His eyes have that. <laughs> oh, nice. So it goes like, and then he goes. Oh, what, what do we have here? Oh, <laughs> well, there's some good stuff. Yeah, uh, so anyways, the guy on the ship, I got his uh, yeah, yeah. his cyber card. So I was Ooh, thinking oh, maybe you could... Oh, these. Uh, uh, yeah, what's up? So I, the guy on the ship, um, yeah, yeah. I got his cyber card. So okay, I was yeah. thinking maybe you could take a look at it and see if you can figure out who he was and who he was, you know, working with and who the hell... Uh, Silicon is? Could you, do you think you could find that out? Um, maybe. <laughs> Let me have a look at that. At the cyber card? Yeah. Okay. I take it out and I just hand it to him. So I'm going to roll a computer's check for Skeeter Chiggs. Do I have any idea how good his computer's skill is? Violet does not know. Okay. But his computer's skill is 40. Okay. He's trained in it. Okay. And I rolled a 35. Hey. Hey. That's pretty good. So he looks at it and he tries to log in it. It says access denied. So. Oh, shit. He brings up somewhat like a command prompt and starts entering commands into it. And it, if a machine could look mad, it does. But he gets into it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Machine angry. Yes. Uh, well, I think I got in. So we'll see. I, uh. Let's see. Give me the ID. Give me the ID. Mako. It says his name is Mako Crass. Um, yeah, have you know, ever heard of this guy before? No, I've never heard of him. Let's see. It's from the center from I can tell you that. <laughs> you seen this? I was wondering if you could put transfer the contact for Silicon from his cyber card into mine. Yeah, sure. Uh, here, hand me, hand me yours. Okay, I hand, I hand it. Yeah. He pulls out some kind of wire. And like forcefully like jams it into a hole Ooh. on your cyber card, and, and then does the same expensive. with the other one. <laughs> it looks like maybe it's not supposed to do that. <laughs> he starts typing with both hands on both of the cyber cards. Come on, you know, just uh, let's see. Uh, user settings. Let's see, uh, we gotta turn off some security firewall. <laughs> That's fine. You don't need them anyway. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Uh, on your cyber card, you see a big red. Uh, access denied, Are and you? then he just sort of X's it out. Duly <laughs> 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 noted and ignored. Um, are you uh, sure this is on. safe to do? I, <laughs> you ask me now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, never mind. I don't know if I want to know. Boop. Uh, there we go. I got, I got it. He oh, rips nice. the cord out and it's, it's like. <laughs> There you go. I got it. Uh, I'm going to take my cyber card. Silicon's contact directory entry uh-huh. is in there, but it's like it like glitches out occasionally. Like the user interface oh. doesn't look normal. It looks different oh, from the no. other ones. Uh, well, I'm going <laughs> to call the number. Little does Violet know she's dead. I, I have no idea, dude. <laughs> Remio, you are in this like <laughs> this car-like hovercraft with your contact. You have the body of Silicon in this vehicle with you, and their cyber card starts activating. Someone is calling them. What do you do? <laughs> I pull out the cyber card, and I look at Jandra, and then I look at the phone, and I look at Jandra again after pondering the phone for a few moments, and picks up and goes, Hello. The contact, by the way, flickers between saying skeeter it and then it flickers to say vimeko it switches between those two hello is this um am i speaking to silicon her body is in my lap right now oh well that's that's unfortunate who who are you i put it on speakerphone and i look towards sandra uh, he- hello <laughs> Whoa, what the fuck was that clearly she didn't know Silicon. Otherwise, she wouldn't have asked if it was. Maybe that was. Uh, must have been some one of her contacts in the Seraphim. Mm. <laughs> the contact kept switching between Skeeter and Vin Mako. 
wonder if somebody hacked a cyberphone to, to get to that number. Well, I've got to admit that that's somewhat concerning. Luckily, we got out of there when we did. We got to get rid of this body fast, though. <laughs> I begin to roll down the window and begin to lift up the body. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> I have better ways. <laughs> nope. <laughs> She pulls into, like, an abandoned warehouse on the outskirts of town that on the inside is not abandoned. I should have some hydrochloric acid in the back. That should work a lot better. I get out of the car, dragging the body by the head. Just uh, fill up a bathtub with the stuff and uh, throw her in there, I guess. Copy that. As for this big job that's coming up, I'll probably want to meet you somewhere in Nylenda. You'll need a crew, I think. This isn't a one-man or a one-bot gig. You're going to need a driver and brains. No offense. Not taken. Get your crew together and meet me. Just meet me here. Copy that. And I walk back off into the warehouse to fill up the bathtub with hydrochloric acid. Quinn O'Connell. Jesus Christ. The two of you are walking down this tunnel until you get to a large room just covered with runes and lit by candles and you can see you see the fey fey individuals although certainly uh quinn i don't think has ever seen them so the fey otherwise known as the infidor are the original inhabitants of iris they are bipedal they have two sets of long arms one set is located at the shoulders normally uh while the other two are located on the backside of the shoulder blades they have big compound eyes right yes they do they have legs that have knees that bend backwards their their bodies are like rather stocky and well built because they have to support two sets of arms mm. uh they're heads are diamond shaped their eyesight is spectacular but they have no ears uh mouth or nose because they don't speak no they don't they there are some that possess the ability to speak via telepathy but other than that they communicate to each other via the clicking language yeah the the clicks are for the more for the like the less involved in the more spiritual side of their culture and they're tall right they're like yes they're very tall they're the average is around six foot five okay that's not quite as tall as i thought but yeah they're pretty tall there's like probably four or five maybe another on, and they're all wearing like robes and they're standing in sort of a circle around this big like bonfire pit holy shit i think it's a purple fire because you can sense. see that there's wood and also pink crystal in it it's a surprisingly little amount of wood so the crystal must be amplifying the fire somehow, you think? But one of the f the fae just like turns to you and their mouth doesn't move because they don't have a mouth and you just hear a voice in your mind say, Welcome. And Lofi uh, says, uh, Hi guys. Uh, yeah, this is my friend. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Gwen O'Donnell! Fuck! Wait! <laughs> sort of just stands there with eyes wide. What's the matter with you? I feel like you neglected to tell me a few things. I told you literally as much as I could, okay. <laughs> right. I feel woefully underprepared for this conversation. I cannot be alarmed. Right. Of course. Oh, yeah, of course. Don't be alarmed. Don't be alarmed at the strange figures in robes suddenly speaking into my head. We have been allies of humans for many centuries. Your people, when they landed here most recently, have called us the Fae. We are your friends. Do not be alarmed. Oh, so you're the Fae. Got to say, the description doesn't quite match, because you lot are stunning, to be honest. There have not been very many accurate descriptions of us. Some of them conflict from what we know, but uh, this is less important. Right. Quinn O'Connell, why have you come? Quinn just like slowly turns and looks at Lo-Fi. <laughs> Lo-Fi gives him a thumbs up. <laughs> turns and looks back at them. Can I be completely honest? With you guys. Please do. I have no idea what is going on or why I'm here. My friend here told me that he, are, he was part of a group. Didn't say much, ever, at all. No matter how many times I asked him. Very good. We told him not to. I figured. So, you'll forgive me if I have literally no idea why I'm here or what you want from me. Or even what to say or what to do. So, yeah. Your friend, as well as us here today are members of the Shi Order. We are protectors of Iris. Your language has limited vocabulary to help us express this, but Iris is a living thing. Iris's energy runs through her surface, 
and some of us are sensitive to it. We ask the planet to aid us, and the planet answers. I believe the best word to describe it would be a word humans used very long ago. Mm, magic. Right. Kunokano. When you found what humans have called the Rune Room, you prove that you are able to attune to Iris, and that means that you share our gift. So what you're saying is I can do magic? We're talking card tricks or blowing stuff up with fire? No, you, you can't do magic. Yes. Is that a no or a yes? The She Order had for centuries been Fey only, but... Our numbers have dwindled since humans have become more populous on this planet. So we've extended our numbers to include the Keplixon. And today we offer for you to be the first human member of the Shi. Oh. Do not take this decision lightly. It is an important one. Right. When you attune to Iris, you cannot unattune. There is a duty, a burden, and power. That comes with this choice. Could I, could I just have a moment, please? Um, Lo-Fi, can, can I speak to my friend uh, in private for, for a moment? Take all the time you need. Thank you. Thank you very much. I sort of take Lo-Fi around the shoulders. He's a little, he's a little taller than me. So what's up, bud? I understand how loyal you are to your to your friends, and I commend you for that. That that's It's really admirable. Yeah, like, no, I, wholeheartedly, I, I, no, yeah, yeah, I respect that. that. Yeah, no, I, I respect that. that. What the absolute fuck, man? Like, nothing. Nothing to prepare me for this. They're offering to teach me magic. To show me how to connect to the fucking planet. Do you understand how fucking weird that sounds? And also awesome at the same time. But also horrifying. Also at the same time. Yeah, I, no, I I get it. That makes sense. I really, I wanted to uh, tell you something. If I could have sort of prepared you, if I would. But uh, they were very clear about how much I could say before, like right now. And it's basically nothing. Like I asked a lot, like, can I tell him this? No. Can I tell him this? No. So, you know. All right. Can you tell me anything now to help influence my decision? Or is it completely off the table until I say yes or no? There's uh, there's a lot that they they are going to wait to tell you until you can say yes, actually, too. So I can tell you, like, normal stuff that, like, a normal person would do. Like, uh, you've got this, or, like, yeah. Right. Very, uh, very reassuring. Look, can you just tell me this? Is it worth it? Uh, to you, is it worth it? For me, it's worth it, yeah. Well, I've stuck with you this far. Might as well see it to the end. All right. I've made my decision. Really? So soon? Yeah, no point in prolonging it. And let's be honest, this is all too fucking cool for me not to make a decision right now. So I'll just cut to the chase and say, I'm in. So what do I do first? We have much to teach you. All right, let's is cut that- to uh, Violet. <laughs> uh, sure. Skeeter Chiggs is looking at you. Yes. Intently. Yeah. So what they say? What was it? Apparently, uh, uh, Sil- Silicon is dead, I think, so. Well, well. Y- yeah. Hey, nothing, nothing useful. Ah, I can't, can't say I'm entirely surprised. Well, you prank, know. Prank, prank phone calls rarely are. Well, it wasn't a prank. I actually so wanted listen. to talk to her, but you know. So listen, Violet. Yeah. We've got another one of them races going on. Oh, okay. You want me to like... You're, you're a better racer than I am, Violet. So I've got a, a, a proposition for you. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you use my hovercraft. That I've been working on. Yeah. And you enter the race and you drive it. Uh-huh. And you win and then we split the money. Are we uh 60-40? Yeah, sure, I'll take 60, whatever. But the no, thing is... Six, I take 60 and you'll take 40. Roll a diplomacy check. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I'll warn you because my diplomacy is really good. 19. So okay. I, I, need, I need a 19. <laughs> yeah, I'm shaking my boots. That's a 92? A 92. <laughs> okay. Right, right. Yeah. I'll take 60. So, let me show you where it is. Okay. The vehicle that he has dressed up. Yeah. It's an old Jupiter Luna. Okay. But it has some miscellaneous parts from other ships as well. It has three in everything except for appearance and sensor. Its sensor is only two, but its appearance is four. 
Actually, uh, its appearance is three right now because it's beat up. So it's okay. three in everything and then two in sensor. Okay. Sounds good. And you are going to drive this in a race. Okay. Uh, um, so, when When is the race going to happen? Uh, I don't know, like tw- 20 minutes maybe. 20 minutes from now? Yeah. Why did you, why did you not tell me about this earlier? <laughs> we didn't even know what was happening until you were out scouting. Scouting <laughs> uh, for, for fun, yeah. Okay. These things don't get planned. These things don't get planned far out in advance. <laughs> oh, well, uh, I think I'm ready. Maybe. Hey, that's great. That's great. Here, so uh, here's the Jupiter. Uh, here's the keys. He tosses you some keys. Okay. I'll try not to crash. Oh, good, good. Yeah, that's a good strategy. That well, you you know that's uh, learned from the best. <laughs> you don't have to lie to me. So go ahead and yeah, bring that outside. Very bad at lying. There's a, there's a track sorry. that that runs around in the desert. It's a big circle. So you'll see a bunch of other uh, ships and just you know head up there. You got it. Um, what do, do you know? What the uh, the prize will be for first place? It's ten thousand. Ten thousand degreed. Yeah. Holy shit. And then it's five thousand for uh, second, and uh, three thousand for third. Jesus Christ! Maybe okay, you get well, third you, I will. Shit. I will try my best, but uh, <laughs> I, you, uh, we will see. We will see what will what happen. Yes. Yeah, I I covered the entry fee already, so don't don't worry about that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. All right, get out there. Uh, okay. And don't lose. I'll I'll try not to. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Vitamin Dice. If you want updates about episodes and pictures of the party's pets, follow our Instagram. If you want to support the show, join our Patreon. There are levels for as little as $1 per month. We don't pay to advertise the show in any way, so we rely entirely on listeners like you to tell people about the show. So go tell people! Please? If you have a podcast or something else you might like us to shout out, please let us know. You can email us at v-y-t-a-m-i-n-d-i-c-e at gmail.com. Feel free to send us questions or comments about the show. We would love to hear from you, and we would love to hear all those juicy questions you must have. And as always, 9 out of 10 doctors recommend a daily dose of vitamin D, and the D stands for dice.